Hi, I'm Kabir. I'm Janvi. I'm Naomi. And, and this, this is the Social, Social Battery, Battery Podcast. Podcast. So today, guys, we're going to be talking about, I think, Eurocentrism and whitewashing and how those have basically played a role in our lives, in our everyday yeah. lives. And before we start that, mm-hmm. let's just give a little bit of context, like a small amount. So basically, whitewashing, I'm just going to give this as a very small context and then we're going to move into our own everyday experiences mm-hmm. with it. So whitewashing really started as a trend in Hollywood where white actors like Scarlett Johansson were going out and saying that they were seeking work to play the roles of other races, yeah. right? And like, so I think Scarlett Johansson said that she wanted to, she could play a Mexican or a Latina woman or Hispanic or anything. And she said, why aren't producers casting me in those roles? And that's obviously a problem because Scarlett Johansson is not any of those races. And that's where like the term originated from. That's the background, I think, of people, foreigners or people, you know, who, who are white going out and and finding roles, obviously, that don't correspond to their own races. So that's where, like, whitewashing originated from. But we're going to move away from that. We don't really want to get into that aspect of the conversation. We want to talk about how whitewashing and Eurocentrism has impacted our lives and how it's manifested. John, you want to start? So, um, I've always, like, all three of us have grown up in a country that is um, that has been colonized. And we have grown up always in privileged backgrounds where we were exposed to white culture mm-hmm. and just like foreign culture. Foreign culture. Yeah, I like foreign culture and everything. Where we just like strayed away from our own culture and we were averse to it. And I like, I for one had like a whole phase where I refused to wear Indian like clothing. Yeah. I used to be like, I don't wear Indian. I don't like wearing Indian. I only wear like Western clothes. And I think that was like so ridiculous because it's actually really yeah. comfortable clothing like it's not even like the question of it was not i think a lot of people try to contest these opinions of ours to say that that was just us appreciating like foreign culture and you know westernization but i don't really understand how that would relate to straight up aversion towards things yeah, exactly. of your it's own like, culture like not only Indian clothes, like another very small example that I would give would be people in schools not wanting to do farewells but wanting to do proms. This if that like, makes even sense. right now, like I see people like be like, We want prom. You already have Conti. You, like, you have even like, in my school. So we have Conti, which is basically prom. Exactly. But it's not called prom. Exactly. And um not even that. I think something we've spoken about and something that I've always felt is that when we were all, not little, I think up until very recently, till we were like 11 or 12, we used to think that <clears throat> not speaking in Hindi was cool. And we would look down upon people whose preferred language was Hindi. I think like subconsciously for all of us, literacy always meant like knowing English. they can read English and speak yeah. English. Yeah, not about your own regional language. Another thing, yeah, go ahead, you want to talk about Yeah, go on. Another thing that I want to talk about, which I think is really interesting is, um, when we talk about Eurocentrism or anything, the thing we cannot ignore is the skin lightening industry, which is a billion, it's a... Fair and lovely. Fair and lovely. Now, that's what I want to talk about. Fair and lovely is the household brand for it, right? For everybody knows about it. Everyone at some point in their lives has had a tube of it somewhere in their houses, right? Now, I want to ask you a question. Fair and Lovely was recently rebranded as Glow and Lovely. That was the name given to it. 
But the thing that I find very interesting about that is that it actually took the Black Lives Matter protest in the United States for Hindustan Unilever to change the name to Glow and Lovely. What do you think about that? That it literally took foreign influences mm-hmm. to literally come in and say, no, but you know, this is a problem that's deeply entrenched in class, in caste, in community, in religion, all of these in your own country. But when something is happening on a global spectrum that isn't as tangentially related to your customer base as some problems that are relevant, yeah. why are you then buckling under the pressure? Do you have anything to say to that, any of you? I completely agreed with what you're saying in the sense that I understand because it's not only this, from a much larger scale, um, people who are socially strung, if that's a good way to put it, the example I'm trying to give is that on their stories, you'll say that for a bunch of things, they kept quiet. Like um, when there were issues of color within the country, they did not say anything. When there were... Uh, when trigger warning mention of rape when the Hathras rape case was going on last October not a lot of people were speaking about it compared to the amount of people that spoke about Black Lives Matter Black Lives Matter and a bunch of other western issues on their story and Black Lives Matter was such like an influential thing like even in our like own social circle when it was nowhere related to us as in of course if it's happening we should talk about it yeah like why are you not talking about the issues that directly affect us? Exactly. Like, it directly affects someone that you meet every day. And like, that's, someone yeah. like your house help to anyone that you, like, And Johnny, that's the, the thing about, I think, any, like, maintaining any status quo, whether it is homophobia, transphobia, sexism, classism, custom, anything, is you have to understand, I think a lot of people in a position of privilege don't understand it, that at some point on the, like, the pecking order the person to oppress will ultimately be you when there's no more people left to oppress. You know what I mean? It's ultimately every single form of status quo, whether you're in a position of privilege of it or not, at one point of your life will negatively impact you or reach you. And that's why when it is tangentially related to you, when it is in your circle, something like, as Naomi mentioned, the Hathras rape case or, you know, any form of caste atrocity or any female atrocity we see in our own country, that will directly impact you in a way that perhaps isn't a school in the world of social media as posting about things that aren't directly related to you but yeah yeah like um another thing that i can think of at the top of my head which is not related to this country um i think it happened in it happened in portugal uh where this little girl uh madeline mccann or mccain went missing Mm. when she was she was very little i don't remember how old she was two years old she was like three three or four years Yeah, yeah yeah And she went missing and there was a pandemonium about it. There is still a pandemonium yes, about it. There's a documentary. There's a documentary and everything. Mm-hmm. And what happened is absolutely tragic. But in that documentary, there was a certain investigator or officer, I think, who said that, you know, in the same week that she went missing, there was also um, another kid from Portugal that went missing. But there was literally no media coverage about that. That's even like, that's even... Um... In today, you guys have heard about Gabby Petito? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard about Gabby Petito? It's all over Twitter. It's a white girl that's gone missing. And we're talking about, you know, like how this and how this relates back to the episode we talk about is that how whitewashing or like Eurocentrism doesn't only affect us in our lives, it affects on a global platform. Like Gabby Petito, she went missing and I think now she's now been found unfortunately dead and her fiancé is the person of interest in the case. She was a white woman and she was a white vlogger. There was another black woman, I, I can't remember her name, I, I think it was Shana, I'm not sure. She also went missing during the same time period and she received no coverage. 
and I think that media also then plays such a large part in what we're shown and what it's we're shielded like, from. Going back to my like our earlier episode, it's also like the conditioning bias that's like subconsciously there in their minds to worship white people, to worship like Americans, and. Even it's like such an iffy topic. And like bringing it closer to home. When you guys go to parties, have you never heard anyone say, "Yo, why are you playing Hindi music?" Yes, all uh-huh. the time. And even some kids saying, "Oh, I never listen to Hindi music." I'm admitting I've never I never saw a Bollywood movie before the age of fourteen. I've never seen one. Yeah, exactly. I was that kid till like. <laughs> and then now, year. guys, now just for clarification, I love live and breathe Bollywood. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> he really does. Yeah, but yeah, you see. Um, I actually forgot what I wanted to say, so I refuse. She'll come back. Jan, do you want to talk about just Hindi music and like how people hate Bollywood? They hate Bollywood. Just, it's such good music. Like there's so like again, it's just music, and it there's good music and there's bad music. Of course, there's like, you know, I don't I don't get it. Like I don't get when people are like, oh, we can't play Hindi music, but we will play like the same thing in English. Right. Like what is the? F- I remember now. Firstly, I completely agree with you because I was that kid who used to hate like Hindi music and think it's just some mark of um not being cool. But what I remembered is that um <clears throat> Americans in India, how they treated is really based on whether they're black or white. I actually agree with that. Yeah, and can you build on that? Um. Basically, what I mean is that okay. So my father sort of um owns this like travel consultancy firm, from and as a part of that company, a lot of people from um America, the UK, uh, all over the world actually would come to India, and I would always notice like a stark difference in the treatment given to someone like the white family versus that to a black family or a Hispanic family. Right. and it would just always shock me like why are you doing that you worship so it's not then a foreign thing it's a white yeah. thing you worship this one race but when is the other one you don't really give them that much importance you are not at their beck and call the same way you are to the white people mm. and i was just as a little girl that really confused me right i want to ask another question because i feel like this is really important is the three of us identify as relative very left wing actually right we all like our political ideologies would align more with like left wing but the interesting thing is this entire call to like reclaim one's culture especially in india is a is a cause that's espoused mainly by very staunch right wingers you know what i mean that you're losing your culture your culture is going away what do you guys have to say about that i think the ideology behind both like even leftists wanting to Uh, reclaim their culture and rightists wanting to do the same is um the same the execution is you can't bulldoze every other culture off the planet right. like off the face of the earth in like order like it's it's not like a question of superiority it's a question of just liking your own culture and respecting and just it respecting it yes yeah and i think that that's a stark difference is that like very right wing people are like like i think okay one one thing that we can definitely bring up is what happened in a nightclub uh, about a week or two ago oh. in akila <laughs> akila yeah so for those of you who don't know naomi you want to tell them what happened not a week or two ago like a while back no no it was like it was like three four oh yeah at time of filming it was a week or two <laughs> it ago it was very recent. sorry we're not we're not like working okay. with like a professional team that's like expediting these podcasts <laughs> 
there was this incident also there was a lot of miscommunication and that's so it's not know. been clarified yet yeah, but so this is what we know i don't exactly know what happened akila please don't like sue me on anything <laughs> anyway i was saying that um, we all love stories with the yeah, starry wall some day or the other very pretty in the pink bathroom wall anyway we're diverting completely <laughs> i was saying that Akila was um basically accused of not letting a lady into the restaurant for wearing a sari and in the video the manager is saying the manager is not even saying that you're disrupting dress code if it was disrupting dress code i would you could have said that but the manager clearly said we are our smart and casual smart and smart smart and <laughs> casual clothing and sari is not smart and casual which akila did say that we do not take responsibility for what this singular guest manager said we but obviously he's coming from like some like place right like it's he's a, not just yeah, yeah like akila did say that we are not agreeing with what this guest manager said but is that just throwing your employee under the bus a b the employee should not have said that in the first not place and yeah. it like tells us so much about how people correlate indian clothing with frivolity or like yeah cheap yeah cheap like you know auntie clothing mm. or just festive clothing that where well, that's not it right and but i what i was like trying to like bring up from this yeah. was that the right wing and the left wing had two different um responses to it entirely which like Janvi was saying that the ideology was similar that it's not right I am someone who is left-wing and I totally believe that people should be allowed to wear whatever the fuck they want like yeah. I feel like that that's like literally my only ideology the right-wing was saying ban a killer burn this place down let's go and set it to fire um, yeah. set it on with, fire yeah. with like this specific place there's like a lot of confusion also if, yeah. they, but if she good. said grey area even once I would literally <laughs> kill Janvi <laughs> there's a lot of Creative, yeah. <laughs> with mm. this, but um, I read a thread on Twitter the other day, which was again about this um place in Kutub, mm. which is called Drums. I think I don't. I don't Drums, know. Drums, yeah, okay, yeah. I don't know. Them. I've never been, but um, it was like a proper thread, and in that, someone was wearing a suit and they weren't allowed to go in. Yeah. So again, and that's like a proper thing. Like they strictly said that no, only Western casuals are allowed. Again, even if that's your dress code, why is your dress code only Western casuals? Yeah, like that's that's the why is that why the is stylish that and modern? casual and modern? Like yeah. why is that your aesthetic? You're based like in India. And why do no? But why does your culture? I think even if you're like based in the United States, wherever the hell you're based in the world, why is your dress code infor- enforced by an anti culture exactly propaganda irrespective of wherever in the world you are, i would think the same it's yes it's far more outrageous the fact that you're literally like disrespecting your own culture cuz the employees are not white people or like you know people from different countries but even if you were in the united states and you were denied entry for wearing a suit my reaction would be the same that why are you enforcing dress codes that are anti culture cuz it's it it boils down to personal preference yeah exactly i actually um have recently come to know something about myself that I really like wearing indian pants outside cuz the in the flowy. sense that like yeah. i don't they're so flowy and you know breathable i don't <laughs> like wearing jeans outside anymore cuz my legs feel really um suffocated suffocated and i remember once i did wear like indian pants on a top to um a place with my friends and they were like oh are you like going for a wedding or something or are you like is there a festival no i'm literally just wearing <laughs> this why is it something so surprising like again i think now it's just become a, a conversation about clothes but what we tried to 
bring up is just again i said right in the beginning like aversion to your own culture and why is it there and what also, are the like, why are accents seen as such like an literally thing. like yeah oh my god you know she's back from london and she's gotten this really sexy accent yeah exactly or okay i've become so many personal anecdotes into this but i just think they like can give perspective i remember once i was talking to this is going to sound so stupid coming from me once i was talking to a friend about louis partridge okay naomi single handedly bringing down the iq of this episode <laughs> Like with one single, just single hand. <laughs> talking about Louis Partridge and how good looking he is, and I was talking to my friend about Louis Partridge and how like we're going to UK one of these years and <laughs> hoping to bump into him, and then my friend goes like, but he won't even look at us. We're Indian, and I was just sort of taken aback by that. Like, am I supposed to feel less because I'm Indian? You know? you know another one that I found really interesting that's a little more relevant than Naomi. <laughs> I, I just want to. So this is also like a frivolous piece of gossip, but I found it really interesting when I heard it. Is um so post pre COVID, uh, there you know Saif Ali Khan and Kareena Kapoor, they used to go to London every year in the mm-hmm. summer, and they would be in Hyde Park a lot. And I remember one of my friends, she's Indian, she's fully Indian, but she she has blonde hair. She's like white as snow. She's very fair. and she has blonde hair so she doesn't look indian like she doesn't look like what you would associate a traditional indian person look like she told me cuz she was in hyde park she she, lo- she goes to london every summer she was like you should have seen those two they were never taking a single picture with an indian person and i walked up to them and said can i have a picture they were like yes for sure and her best friend was right next to her she looked like what in your mindset a traditional indian should look like and they were like sorry we don't have time isn't that like the yeah. perfect like thing of like anti indian slang like indian that's, slang i think that's literally racism no that's literally that's also internalized that's inter- no that's not even internalized racism that's that's literally <laughs> disgust for what you are yourself because you yourself i'm sorry to like inform them i think but you yourself are not like this um magnet of like another culture you know what i mean exactly. and yeah so wrapping this episode up and just getting a gist of what we talked about naomi janvi do you guys have any closing thoughts Oh, okay <laughs> sorry i was a little distracted um closing thoughts hey indian fan bad guys like why do we hate ourselves so much and why do we literally worship even wait another thing westernization we bring up is um eurocentric like beauty standards yeah. and how we like comply to them like i have heard every girl i know say that she wants a nose job Yeah. But why do you want a nose job? Like this is like literally like your culture. I mean, it how are nose jobs related? To because because it's, it's like it's it's just a shape of what an Indian to. nose looks yeah. like. It's just yeah. European noses are genetically just thinner, slimmer, thinner, and longer. Yeah. So oh, okay. Yeah, everything. Like if you think about it, every single beauty standard we have done, even like. the slim bodies that women want and the toned like and toned cuz even indians have toned bodies but they have toned bodies in very different ways cuz we are not used to pumping iron in gyms you know like we like do actual physical labor so like the way that what we define as buff is very different all that is working towards an idealistic standard of like your eccentric beauty yeah. like you know like even the thing of having a slim tiny waist and like you know just like All of that—that's all conforming to a like certain norm. It's literally like it comes norm. from like the Victorian era of corsets and everything. Of like course, that's of like literally like and, yeah. like tightening your waist until it literally like ceases to exist. Yeah, the TikTok sound is pretty much. <laughs> okay, I think that's it. That's I it. think that's yeah. it. So um, our social battery is now running out, guys. Bye. 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 That was so unison. Bye. <laughs>